Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Come on. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem? Tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's on this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Crime Lives for Sports Talk. It is Monday. It is Making Move Monday. I stole that from my girl Sharik Ram. Uh, maybe she stole it from me and I stole it back But we making moves on Monday And I was a little tired waking up this morning But I got into the studio I get to hear my introduction I got some energy Doesn't hurt that this coffee I have My little cup of ambition Helped me out with that Got a lot to talk about It's going to be hard for me Because I want to talk about the NFC West And who I think will dominate the NFC West But that's barring injuries and everything else uh, I don't have any I don't have any rants this morning 888-346 9144, that's the number if you want to call in to join the show. Who controls the media? Well, for about 50 minutes, I'm controlling this. Kwame Lash of the Sports Talk on Voice America Sports. For your 50 minutes of my sports, how I see it. First thing I want to get into is some golf. Then I talk about the, uh, I just cannot help not talk about the the idiot that uh, Geno Smith is. And, and not so much him getting punched in the face. It's just leadership. Leadership, that's I get to that when I get to it, but uh, congratulations to Jason Gay. <clears throat> I said Gay, Jason Day, who was twenty under, and I watched this, and I watched a lot of uh, Jordan speak and what he was doing. Jordan just didn't look comfortable for some reason, and Jordan always looked co- comfortable. I think more so in his interviews and what he was doing, uh, it just seemed different, and how he um, started approaching things. There was a lot of chance; he had a lot of opportunities, like everybody else, <clears throat> to come out and 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 be. Be that guy. What he did do was be the number one player in the world. Because I think Roy McIlroy finished. You know, he, you know he was hurt uh, from playing kickball with his friends. He finished nine under. Nine under is not bad. This is the PGA Championship. This is one of those majors. Not going to even talk about Tiger Woods. These guys are shooting in this. They have par fours as 520-something yards. I play with guys that cry for par fives to be in that. They count on their handicap so much that they just they just won't go practice, <clears throat> especially when they play in these tournaments. I got a great buddy, good buddy, one of my top dogs in the world. He won't go practice. He counts on his handicap. But when you look at these guys are shooting eight hundreds and nine hundreds and not winning these golf tournaments, you looking at J- and these golf this golf course wasn't wasn't that easy because if it was easy, well I, I guess everybody had a chance to play the golf course. I'm talking about is Whistling Straits, the course. Out in uh, Collar, uh, Wisconsin Jason Day finished 20 on the first major That's Congratulations to that guy You always wait for guys to win majors who do you, That you like And you always find a reason for guys you don't like To say he don't deserve a major anyway This guy deserves a major Jason Day, uh, he's put that work in This guy comes from a, his background Somewhat roller coaster But he gets it together I guess his serenity is being on the golf course And getting it done I've always liked this game uh, He's another uh, Adidas guy but I've always liked this game and how he approached it and, and then going out there to win. It's not easy to win because you look at Dustin Johnson, who was for two days prior to Sunday, he was leading. It is not that easy. Again, I think I said this uh I think I said this last week. Golf is somewhat of a marathon. You're not sprinting to the finish line. Because you see guys that come out of nowhere and my battle out of nowhere, they they just right there on Thursday, Friday. Then they make the cut. Then they get into a rhythm. Dustin Johnson finished 12 under. That's not anything to sniff at. 
and goes back to the place where he took some penalty strokes where he should have won. I think it was three years ago. Dustin Johnson ended up taking the high 80s for for some uh, substance abuse, but that's neither here nor there. There was a $10 million purse in this, so Jason Day, congratulations to that. And I, I was going to talk a little bit more about Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth, what he did do was get the number one player ranking in the world. That's because of Roy McIlroy. But Justin uh, Jordan Spieth has been on fire. He has two majors. This, there was talk about this guy, and I don't want to make this all about him, but they were talk about this guy having a slam, winning the slam. Not the Tiger Slam, but the the four majors in one year. And it came down to it. He almost won the British. Uh, it came down to it. But I think, uh, who was that? That Johnson, uh, let me find his name, won the uh, British Open. Uh, but but it, it came down to possibly this guy winning the uh, four majors and not the Tiger majors or the Tiger Slam, winning them, having all four of them uh, in a row. But no, this is, in, this is within one year. But Jordan Speed did take over the number one in the world ranking. Uh, congratulations to him for that. Uh, Jason Day getting one. Another guy I, I talk about who, do I like this guy? I'm going to say yes to that question. I like, I like Sergio Garcia. For some reason, I think because he does his own thing, I like this guy. Um, but he doesn't have a major. He's one of those best guys, and it used to be Phil Mickelson at one point before he went on his major run. He's one of those guys that he, he just he should have a major. He makes a lot of money, makes tons of money. He has the game to do it. He makes a lot of major. I think the first one of the first times he came close is when he missed a putt. I think he was waiting in the fairway. This was about six years ago. He's waiting in the fairway, and then he blamed it on that. Well, you know what? You're a professional. I know the golf in tempo and pace and all and those things have something to do with it, but you wasn't the only one waiting. Sergio is one of my one of my guys who Adidas dress up real well when he goes out to play. You can't get that gear for another three months till it come out, unless you know somebody that knows somebody that knows something about it. Uh, Joe took his place in history uh, with the uh, two majors. And two runner-up majors. How many guys have, can you can say do that? Jordan Spieth has two majors and two runner-up majors. Um, he was a contention in every major. So you would like to say this guy is the best golfer in the world. And that's what Jason Day went in the PGA Championship at Whistling Straight. So you got to give it up to him. It just seems different. He's a young guy. Uh, he's, he's good. He's focused. This guy, and most of these guys, you can tell, act like gentlemen and, and have a lot of discipline. And I, when I talk about discipline, I'm going to bring that up in football and what it takes for you to win uh, football games, even if you have a somewhat above average defense. Discipline's a huge part in being champions, a huge part of being successful. And if you don't know that now, it's probably why you're not successful. <clears throat> but you got to have some discipline. And for a long time, and that's doing what you're supposed to do when no one's telling you to do it and no one's watching it. You have to be able to do that. Jason Day wins the uh, championship, the PGA championship. Congratulations for him. Sergio's another guy that I'm waiting to win one. It could be a, quite a few of those guys out there. But they win them. Once, once you win one, you go on a row. So I want to see what happens with Jason Day uh, from here on out. When, and that's going forward looking into next year because you have a lot of tournaments in between uh, that sometimes these guys get that hangover. It's like going to the Super Bowl. Everyone talks about the Super Bowl hangover, but you find the Seattle Seahawks right back there. Sometimes you get that hangover because there's a lot of requests for your time, especially if you win the Masters, the British, uh, 
Right? You got the PGA. Some could say that um, that the Players Championship is somewhat of a major. You could say that because all the top guys show up there, and Sergio did win that. So maybe Sergio, the Players Championship should be the fifth major. Who's to say there shouldn't be a fifth major? Who's making these major rules uh, that there shouldn't be a fifth major? Because the player championships, everyone is there. Everyone shows up for that. You have all the top guys in that championship, and that's played in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, Ponte Verde, Florida. Sergio did win that. So maybe he's content. I'm speaking for him, which I shouldn't do, and his contentment. Maybe I'm content with him winning that one. Maybe that's what I should say. I'm content with him winning that because everyone was in that tournament. The top guys was in that tournament. And when anyone else win it, they make a big deal about it. Sergio wants the Okay, Sergio has a major in my eyes. He has the fifth major. That's the um, Players' Championship. That's what it is. In Ponte Verde, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, he has the Players' Championship. Won it in great fashion, too, especially on 17. When it came down to it, when... Everyone's waiting for him to choke. He probably was waiting for him to choke. Sticks a shot into the uh, 17, the Island Green, if you know uh, the course I'm talking about, on the Island Green, and gets it done. He wins that. So maybe there should be a fifth major in golf. That's what I think. I can't wait till I get my golf game up to those guys' level. I need to stop playing with chumps. That's what it is. 888 Sports Talk and Voice America Sports. Uh, talking some golf. Uh, let's move on to some other stuff. Congratulations, Jason Day. Congratulations to Jordan Spieth, who was in contention for all four majors. One, two. Runner up for two more. Jason Day finally pulling it off. Winning. Jordan Spieth taking over the world ranking as number one player. Roy McIlroy right behind him. Tiger Woods. Whatever. Geno Smith just had surgery on his on his jaw, bro, for being punched in the mouth, for not being a leader, for not paying $600, for not being uh, disciplined, for not taking over the locker room as the quarterback of a franchise of the National Football League. Gets punched in the mouth, has surgery, gets it done. There was talk before that that he might miss six to eight weeks. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, don't even get me started on that. I told you a lot about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was in Houston, Texans. There was no quarterback controversy in Houston. This guy, he comes, he gets released from Houston. Now, what makes him the starter, other than being the backup to the, to the starter, who was Geno Smith, if there was no controversy, what makes him good? But then you got you to realize who you're dealing with. You're dealing with the New York fans, the New York Jets fans. You have white-collar workers, you have blue-collar workers. Who's who? The Giants, white-collar workers. The New York Jets, blue-collar workers more crazy you have fans and you have fanatics here were, here's the fanatics all of, most of New York high percentage of New York fans are fanatics anyway especially when you get on the east coast now I'm from Virginia so call that what you want to call it they're fanatic fanatical over there about their teams and they always say well we gonna win this year or we need this player or we this we that I'm trying to figure out who they play for what position do they play on these teams this we stuff, I, I've never, I've never got used to that, got used to hearing that when they say we. But that's how much they love their football team. That's how much they do that. Uh, Geno Smith, starting quarterback for the New York Jets, get punched in the jaw by a linebacker 
what do you think was going to happen when you put your finger in another grown man's face and you forget that we are grown men? If I tell you I'm a grown man, watch how you talk to me. That should have put you on pause right there, Geno Smith. If you couldn't, as a quarterback, pull $600, that is walk-around money for most. $600 is walk-around money, Geno. You're the quarterback. You're a franchise quarterback. Well, I pause on that one. You're the quarterback for the New York Jets. You couldn't pull out $600 and prevent getting punched in the jaw. And you might say it's the principle of it. It, it, it wasn't so much over the money. But if you told a guy you was going to pay him back, that it would have never came to a conversation. When I walked in the locker room as a quarterback and, and, and all the stuff to come with my baggage as the quarterback of a New York team, when I walk into the locker room, I'm putting $600 in his hand or in his locker and let him know, hey, I put the money up there, man. Sorry I couldn't make it. Let me know where your next event is. I'll be there. Now, Geno Smith had a legitimate reason if this is why he went or didn't show up. His brother friend passed away. He goes to the funeral, shows his support. There's nothing he can do about that. Go to it. Go to the funeral. There's nothing you can do about that. You show your support. Like I said last week, everything is not about showing support. Sometimes it's fanfare and all the nonsense that come with it. Uh, Geno Smith or maybe his brother wanted Geno, Geno Smith to be there. Maybe Geno Smith was cool with his best friend, his brother's best friend. But he was showing support. Now, if that was the reason, then as a, as a man, I'm going to leave it right there. Okay. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm not going to say, well, you still owe me some, such and such. No, if I'm the guy and Geno couldn't show up and that was the reason, okay, I lost $600. That's all I lost. I'm thinking he felt like he promoted a whole bunch of Geno. If you promoted all that, then you did something wrong. You should have had more popular people than Geno Smith there. I'm going to talk some Geno Smith, but I'm going to take a quick break because I do want to finish up on this. Real quick, I want to hop on this, but I'm going to tell you why he's not. He's not showing the leadership that I think he should be showing as a quarterback for a national football team. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. Take a quick break. I'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. That's what I'm talking about right there. Welcome back. Kwame Lasso, the Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Now, I was in Canton about two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. And, you know, football really started there in Canton. Um, most of the Hall of Famers tell you that because they've been brainwashed to tell you that. But you know your history. I think football started in my backyard on 2206 Walker Avenue. Um, but down there, we, we was down there for Canton, and uh, the uh, they had a band there. I thought they should have had a mixture of bands. Uh, for the entertainment, it was Aerosmith. Nah, Aerosmith is you know walked this way. It, it was it was good. Every, everything was good about it. But next time, people to work in the Hall of Fame, you know, hire more than one artist. If you need an uh, entertainment system, let, not system, but entertainment, let me book that for you. But that was a uh, great music coming into this segment. Um, talking Geno Smith. And, if, and, and then I'll also show you how to, if you want to create a story, you want to create something when you don't have anything to say, I'm going to show you how to create a story, but that m- means nothing to anything. That's Barkley and Tebow. That's James Winston Mariota. I'll get to that after I finish with Geno Smith. Okay, here's why, and I'm real quickly with Geno Smith. Here's why, Geno Smith, you need to grow up. Here's why most of the guys in the locker room text the... Uh, the linebacker who's now playing for the Buffalo. I don't know what discipline is going to be handed down to him for punching you in the jaw. He should get rewarded to show you. You should be rewarding him to show you how to be a teammate. When it's all said and done, we are men. We have to deal with each other on that level. It has nothing to do with football. Like I said, football was started at 2206 Orchid Avenue in Newport News, Virginia. Oh, also in Canton, too. Let me add that into it. But... Geno had surgery. Get this over with. He had surgery. Got a plate in his mouth. Oh, his jaw. He's out playing catch. The doctor said don't do any physical activity. So, to an athlete, and to Geno's defense, I don't know if playing catch is physical. But Geno, if you miss the catch and it hits you in your jaw, then you set back not only the six to eight weeks everyone thought you would be set back, but you might be set back for the year. Why take a chance with not talking right or not having your jaw fixed properly or set right after getting punched in the jaw in the first place? If you're going to be a leader, you've got to show these young guys, Gino. I think this is your third year of the National Football League and your fans for your team boo you on the first day of mini camp. I'm sorry, of camp. You've got to win the New York fans over. As silly as that sounds. You got to win the New York fans over. You got to start doing the right things, Gino. You're the quarterback. You're the franchise quarterback. Well, I pause again on that franchise part. You're the quarterback for the New York Jets. At some point, you're going to want to be the franchise. At some point, you want to show them. You know they booed Donovan McNabb, the Philadelphia Eagles, and all he did was took them to a Super Bowl and five NFC championships? Fans are idiotic. The worst fans in the league, the Philadelphia. The, the New York fans, either or. The Oakland Raiders fans, the fake Arizona fans, and let me def- explain what I would mean by that. All these people were born here in the United- in uh, Arizona. They Dallas Cowboys fans. They Oakland Raiders fans. 
Now, I'll say this. Michael Bidwell and the Arizona Cardinals could do a better job because when I go out and talk to all these players and these kids and, and I ask them who their favorite team, I find myself getting mad at a little kid because he's not an Arizona Cardinals fan. Well, you know who fault that is? That was the Cardinals' fault. Before 86, there was no team here. So I understand these trends. I understand you liking someone else, whatever state or team was more popular or whatever state was closer to had a football team. I understand that. But you have to be a fan. You have to start rooting for them. They kill me when they say, well, I root for the Arizona Cardinals when the when the they're not playing the Dallas Cowboys. Or well, I root for the Arizona Cardinals when they're not playing the Oakland Raiders or such and such. Some BS they give you. Geno Smith, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. Geno Smith, you have to be a leader. You have to win those fans over. Unfortunately, the same fans that boo, similar fans that boo Donovan McNabb for being a first-round pick out of Syracuse to the Philadelphia Eagles, who took them to five NFC championships and took them to the Super Bowl. I know uh, Terrell Owens, who's a future Hall of Famer, first ballot, if I had a vote, had something to do with that. But Donovan McNabb was the quarterback. Geno Smith, you're the quarterback. They already don't like you. I've been trying to tell you guys, y'all are stars. They love you for who you are. Well, most of us just love you enough not to leave you the way you are. Geno Smith, you got to do better. You have to do better, Geno Smith. You have to do the right things. You have to show leadership. Have Call Tom Brady. Call, call uh, Peyton Manning. Call Drew Brees, who loves the camera. You have to do better. You have to start doing better uh, because you're playing in an atmosphere. You playing? Look at Eli Manning. Eli Manning set the tone for himself. Eli Manning out of Ole Miss got drafted in the first round. For, I think it was the first or second pick. The San Diego Chargers. He made it a point to say, "I'm not going there. I'd rather go to." Look at his outcome: two Super Bowls. I'd rather go to New York, where the fans will eat him alive. Old Miss guy, old country boy. But look what he does. He he won the fans over. They can say whatever they want about Eli. Manning, but Eli Manning gave them two Super Bowls. However they want them, they have them. So, Geno Smith, you have to do better than that. Um, it's Making Moves Monday, 888-346-9144, Quam Last Sports Talk. So, Geno Smith, whatever happened in that situation, you have to show the leadership. Whatever your truths are, that's what it, let me see about the truth. The truth is a matter of circumstances. It's not all things to all people all the time. So whatever you have to do, you better make some calls. You better make some calls to whomever you have to make those calls to. You need a discipline class. And, and here's what I say all the time about the the NFL. You bring these guys in, you better start bringing these guys in um, with some counseling. I have my um, I have my counseling uh, degree in about a year and a half. I have my I have my own psychiatrist program going on psychology in about three years so I'm going to have to uh, do something with this NFL but uh, there's, a, there's a guy Dwight Hollier that you guys could go talk to great great at this stuff I know grown men who's been told they're the greatest forever I know I understand you don't want another help from a grown man but as soon as you let that pride go you see how successful and how your life changed so Geno Smith you got to get it done now let me get to the NFC West, which is going to be hard for me because NFC West, here's how I run it down. Whew, okay, here we go. Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to justify all this too. 
Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, St. Louis Rams, and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, being Cardinal Gino, this, this has nothing to do with you. You like them out of fault because you're from the Bay Area. But I keep telling you, you're silly. If they 8-8 eight eight this year, if they what they are last year, the San Francisco 49ers, consider that a win. I'll get to that when I get to it. Um, this might not be a surprise to anybody when I, when I list those teams. And I did list them in order. Now, who doesn't know I'm, the, I'm a huge Arizona Cardinals fan? Who doesn't know that? But when I'm going off what I'm going off, remember the Arizona Cardinals at one point, they were 9-1 in the season. 9-1. You want me to tell you, want me to tell you who else was 9-1 in the season with the Arizona Cardinals? Arizona State University. University of Arizona. We had three teams in Arizona, 9-1 at the same time. You cannot be successful if you don't have a quarterback. The Arizona Cardinals finished the regular season 11-5. The Seattle Seahawks finished the season 12-4. The Seattle Seahawks beat the Arizona Cardinals twice. Now, you remember we split with them one time, and we beat them at home. Well, on the road, I should say. Now, that goes back to the we. We, like I'm playing for. So let me say the Arizona Cardinals beat those guys in Seattle. In Seattle, uh... We're split with them, obviously. You don't have to be a genius over to have a degree to figure that out. Two games, you split, you won one. That makes sense? All right, let me move on. My, my audience is somewhat intelligent, so I shouldn't have had to explain all that. But, you know, I, I leave nothing to chance. Right, let me see if I can work through this. The Seattle Seahawks, when you have a great team, you're going to lose players. Not only players, you're going to lose coaches. I don't see these guys slacking off at all. You still got the best running back, arguably, Marshawn Lynch, returning. The guy was 28 years old. Hey, idiotic people. I'm talking to ones that are idiots. So if you're an idiot, you know, <laughs> you know I'm talking to you. And most, most, of, this, most of this conversation is directed to general managers, football so-called pronosticators. The guy's 28 years old. You was hoping to not give him a contract at 28 years old. He's still the best running back, arguably, in the game. Now, you can argue that with Patrick Peterson, but Patrick, I'm sorry, Adrian Peterson, but Patrick Peterson, Adrian Peterson wasn't in the game. I don't know why I'm keep saying Patrick, but I got a lot to say about him, um, who's one of my favorites, but I, some things he can show up. Adrian Peterson didn't play last year for some, for some witch hunt that the NFL was on to get those guys out of the league because I spanked my kid. That's called child abuse. Some of them need more spankings. Keep them out of the street. Keep them out of your house. Keep them out of your business, your company, your organization, your stores. Illegally. Here nor there. We'll talk about that on another show, another time. Arguably, Marshawn Lynch is the best running back in the game. This is the game what you have DeMarco Murray, who, who led the Dallas Cowboys in rushing, led the lead in rushing. But what he does for his team, and I can say Marshawn Lynch, is best. he's the best running back for the Seattle Seahawks because you had Turpin over there who had 74 carries, whom we thought would get more carries. The guy's 28, Marshawn Lynch. He's about to be 29. I think he's 29 now. This was last year what I'm talking about. Stop talking about a guy's age if he can go out there and do what he got to do. You don't fire, you don't fire CEOs because they're 74 years old at your company. If we're talking about age, some of these owners need to um, sell their team. Because you're not doing something right. Do you know there's a legitimate 10 teams in the National Football League 
that only have a chance to win the Super Bowl? Ten teams. Let me drink some coffee before I get into this next thing. In fact, I think I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back and talk about Seattle, Arizona, St. Louis Rams, and San Francisco 49ers. I'm not supposed to talk. I'll be right back. Calm my nerves down. Are you easier ready to for listen a show to the Voice awesome. America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. See, I heard my engineer back there DJing, giving you all the great music. I might have helped him out a little bit, but great job back there. Welcome back to the show, 888-346-9144 is the number. Please don't call it. I mean, just listen. Just listen today. I'm, I, I don't think, I didn't think I had a rant, but, you know, some things you just know. You ever had this feeling right here? Shout out to my boy, Ed Anderson. Uh, I'm dreading playing with this guy Thursday on his uh, party thing at the Whirlwind. Wild Horse Pass, I'm dreading it. The guy stinks. I mean, it's my guy. It's my guy. Shout out to him. 888-346, again, 9144. I didn't think I had a rant, but I guess I am ranting. You know, somebody tell you you did something and you know you didn't do it, so you just adamant about it. They don't even know, but you know for a fact you didn't do it. You know how that makes you feel? That's just frustrating. Stop telling me a 28-year-old running back who you didn't want to give the ball to in the Super Bowl because you didn't want him to be the Super Bowl MVP because you didn't like how he handled his business. Well, that was his business to handle, not yours. See, a lot of things go off perceptions and so not, not so much fact. Because if you're dealing with facts, the Seattle Seahawks will be Super Bowl champs two years in a row. Now, just because you're the best team in the NFC West, I still like the Green Bay Packers for that, for that spot. NFC West, 
Green Bay Packers, NFC North. It's going to come down. I need to keep my quarterback healthy. See, I'm back to that mind and we, like I'm playing for them, Arizona Cardinals. Again, you remember the Arizona Cardinals 91. We lost significant games. We took Carson Palmer due to an ACL tear. He goes down. And I've, I've stated this time in and time out. Time in and time out that you cannot win successfully if you don't have a quarterback. So you're going to start playing these backup quarterbacks like they're starters. Or you want to find you a starting quarterback and say, well, I could trade him and get this, this, and that. Well, you better keep him. Every backup quarterback will play this year. Every backup quarterback will play this year. You want me to tell you the, the backup quarterback who made some money who didn't even, who keeps getting cut? I should play quarterback. I would get cut. You can cut me for $10 million. Matt Flynn, $10 million in Seattle. Then he goes somewhere else and get cut. Then somewhere else and get cut. You want Terrell Pryor to be a receiver in Tennessee. But you got Tim Tebow playing quarterback who can't throw. By the way, Tim Tebow, you stink. Well, at least in that preseason game, you stink. You should be doing things that looks like you should be a starter. And I didn't see that. I could throw the ball to the ground. I can run around and get sacked. It's a fact. Mark Sanchez, you didn't do that much better, but you were starting because uh, Bradford didn't play. And I wouldn't have played Bradford anyway if you going to block like that. Speaking of blocking, will somebody please block for my man James Winston in down in Tampa? Because here's the story. Don't forget, I'm going to get back on the NFC West. I just, I'm ranting. My whole, this whole show is a rant, mofos. This whole show is a rant. Here's, um, you can block for the guy, but here's how you make a story. Who's going to be my third-string quarterback in Philadelphia? Matt Barkley or Tim Tebow? Who cares? They're not going to play. If you, keep T- if you keep Tim Tebow, you're keeping him for red zone situations so he can run the football. Because everybody knows he's going to run the football. And he- this is not a trick play. Tim Tebow, at quarterback, run the football to throw the football. That's not a trick play. So teams that get fooled on that defensively, you deserve to get fooled on that. Matt Barkley... If you keep him, you're keeping him because he's a better quarterback than Tebow. He throws better than Tim Tebow. I think he orchestrates and runs the offense better than Tim Tebow. And, but you know what? I'm not the Philadelphia quarterback. Of, I'm sorry, Philadelphia coach. But Terrell, Terrell Pryor, do your best at receiver because they're going to do you in and around and they'll make you throw the ball. So I don't know if you're a receiver or quarterback or a quarterback lining up at receiver. You are serviceable, though. You can get it done. And he didn't look too bad as a receiver, Terrell Pryor, down in Tennessee. He didn't look too bad. But they always make us change positions. God damn. And they got Tim Tebow still at quarterback, thinking he's a quarterback. He was just in the NFC. He was just in the booth talking about college sports. All right, okay. I'm done ranting about that. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. You want to make a story about that? Who's going to be better? But neither. Both of them have no choice but to be better. You're talking about the Tennessee Titans, who's... What were they? Two and fourteen, three and thirteen. He has no choice but to be better. But is he better than James Winston? I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were four and twelve. Josh McCown, who's the quarterback now for the Cleveland Cavaliers, who's having a quarterback. I don't think it's a controversy, but you have Johnny Manziel over there in Cleveland. I'm, I say Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean Cleveland Browns. Concussions taking a toll on me in this hour. Josh McCown, who was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback last year, 
before that had a great year in Chicago when Jay Cutler, the leader there, set out, couldn't play, got hurt. Josh McCown came in and played well. That's how you got a contract. Lovey ends up going to Tampa Bay. Lovey understands the quarterback situation. You got to have a pretty good quarterback if you want to win some football games. Well, you didn't put the pieces together. That was your first year there, Lovey. But you are a professional head coach by professional. You've been in this league for a minute. You've been here for a while. So that didn't take its toll. So you bring in Jamie. You draft Jameis Winston. What I don't know all the talk about him coming out of college and the things he did. Again, if you're worried about these guys being uh, mentally prepared, well, you get them some uh, psyche vows. While they're in college You stay on top of them You let them know The choice of decisions And consequences Speaking of that I'm doing a life skill Situation in Virginia So my Virginia Virginia people Need to step up Get behind me on that um, I know it's not About a football camp Your kids not All your kids Are not going pro They're not going pro I just want to get them In college for free I just want to let them know There's other things Other than playing football Although football Is taking You know it's, it's done its thing For a lot of us in Virginia Too many superstars Out there James Winston comes to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got a rookie left tackle. It is hard. It is hard to ignore my blind spot when guys are doing basic moves on my left tackle. Up the field and spin, quarterback down. In the regular season, up the field, spin, quarterback out. So then you got a story that you pronounce before the season even started. Who's the better quarterback, James Winston or Marcus Mariota? Well, that, that's going to be easy. If one of them not playing and you can't protect him, he's going to be out. Man, oh man. Let me get to the Arizona Cardinals and Seattle Seahawks. Here's, here's how I see the NFC West playing out. The Seattle Seahawks. You, when you talk about winning football games and losing football games, because this is what it's all about. No, one's, no one cares about uh, so much about who the guys are. Unless they're superstars, but it's about winning and losing. This is what football is about. What have you done for me lately? Can you come in here and do it again, Marshawn Lynch? Seattle Seahawks I have as the number one, and that's because they had a quarterback, and that's because they beat teams who didn't have a quarterback like the Arizona Cardinals. Not to put any of the backups down. Now, the Arizona Cardinals had Logan play this weekend against the, um, who did these guys play? But Logan went out there and played well. What I didn't understand about the post interview or the, the halftime interviews is why so much so many bad things were said about him. Now Logan can fix up his game, but you gotta give him more reps. Are uh, you content with him being the third quarterback, Logan out of Virginia Tech? He throws the ball hard. Well, if it hits your hands, catch the ball receivers. Logan, you gotta know when what pressure and what pressure not to put on the on the ball, depending on the routes and depending on the throw. You have to do that. Terry Bradshaw threw the ball hard. Lance Swan's a Hall of Fame. You have a lot of guys out there that throw a certain way. Dan Marino threw the ball hard. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm not putting Logan Thomas in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying. I thought he did a lot of great things in this football game. A lot of good things. I'm not inside the organization where, but I do talk to people inside the organization to get this information. You only can get better if you take reps. Your golf game's only better if you practice. You don't get better just sitting around making it happen. I got some reps. I still got to work out. It works. I wrap, I wrap my abs up. I still got to go do some cardio and do some abs, some crunches, some abdominals. You don't get better sitting around. You have to go put that work in on whatever your craft is. 
Seattle Seahawks. Here's what their defense, here's what they do best. Now, remember coming to the season, you were not supposed to be able to touch the receivers. Well, these guys only had 74 or 70 penalties. They only had 70 penalties, the least amount of penalties of the defense. You know what they're saying? These guys are disciplined. The team that had more than them was two other teams. I think it was Pittsburgh or somebody else. They had 21 penalties more. What the Seattle, what the Seattle Seahawks defense, Richard Sherman, uh, Bruce Irvin, who they said, Max uh, Cam Chancellor, what these guys do defensively against the receivers and their top safety who led the team second in team in tackles is they don't, they don't hold receivers. They play position. They discipline. They get, in, they get in position to make plays on ball. They don't watch the quarterback when the receiver's running by them. If I'm a man-to-man, why am I looking at the quarterback? Who's the quarterback throwing to? The man that I'm covering, right? Keep my eyes on my work. And when I get to my work, I can make some things happen. These guys do not lose football games. Early in the season when everybody thought the Cardinals was going to lead the NFC West, and I thought that also until the quarterback situation, the Seattle Seahawks, they only gave up 15 points a game. In the last six games, they only gave up seven points. And if you listen to the Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, which someone keep telling me, I think Top Dog keep telling me Kwame Lassie Real Sports Talk, if you're watching the games and you're watching the football and you're watching the best conferences, which was NFC West, then we can go AFC North maybe, but you're watching these top teams play. And if you listen to the show, to be in the top 10 defensively, don't give up any more than 17 points. To be, have a winning season, offensively, score 17 points. You don't have to have a degree to see that's a recipe for success. You need to get in the playoffs. When you get in the playoffs, anything can happen, but you're going to play better teams in the playoffs. The Carolina Panthers scored 17 points, I believe, on the Seattle Seahawks, but we are in the playoffs. We're talking about teams that making moves to get there, and that's why you have the quarterback uh, getting paid hundreds of million dollars over in Carolina. What the Seattle Seahawks do is they don't, they don't turn the ball over. What they did do was add Jimmy Graham. And Jimmy Graham's not a blocking tight end, per se, but he stressed, to be, he stressed that he's going to block more this year coming out of New Orleans. New Orleans, big mistake letting him go. You didn't want to pay him because you wanted to pay him at tight end when you line him out as a receiver. Pay that man his money. So the Seattle Seahawks got him. Seattle Seahawks also brought in uh, Williams, Kelly Williams from, um, he was in Philadelphia last year. Tall corner. Who's gonna Who's gonna match up well? Now we know Richard Sherman plays the left side, or depending on how you're looking at it, one side. But they have another tall safety uh, corner on that team, so they're gonna They're gonna play well. If Seattle Seahawks bring in somebody, obviously the guy can play. You're not bringing anybody, and they make a living off third, fourth, fifth rounders. I get into the situation with preseason means to a third, fourth, fifth rounder. I want to see if you can play. I'm not going to just vanilla my defense and offense for the most part unless I got a considerable amount of backups. Russell Wilson has to do a better job at passing, but what he does is a better job at running the football, pulling it down, escaping trouble. No one's taking big shots on Russell Wilson. Jimmy Graham, 
adding him to the to the mix of this offense with Marshawn Lynch, how in the world are you going to stop them? Now they didn't have any receivers that we would call name guys, but we play with the toys that we have and we have fun doing it. These guys showed up. No one took them seriously. And I know this is a football game, and you never you take all your opponents serious, but it wasn't a you didn't have a name. You, there was no Terrell Owens over there. There was no Brian Des Brian over there, but you had guys that lined up and made plays. You had guys that understood the concept of offense and what we're trying to run, what we're trying to do. You added Jimmy Graham to this with Marshawn Lynch and running in the backfield. Quarterback Russell Williams who, Wilson, who just got a big contract. How are you going to stop these guys? And defensively, the most disciplined team on the football field every time they line up, the least amount of penalties and throughout the league. And that's why I have the Seattle Seahawks, who finished 12-4 last year. It's going to be tougher this year for them because of how they finished up. They're going to play at least six or seven playoff teams very early in the season. How they come out of that situation depends on who they are as a team. Now, I'm supposed to take a break right here, but let's not take a break. Let's, let's keep it moving. The Arizona Cardinals, 11-5. I picked them as my number two team. And I told you this conversation, this topic is going to be hard for me. But, but I got to be rational to the situation. I can't be irrational because I, I can't be that fanatic. I'm, I'm a fan. Arizona Cardinals, they were 9-1. They have some talent there. Now, what's one of the first things I said when I started talking about the NFC West? When you are more so the Seattle Seahawks. When you have great players... Eventually, you're going to lose some of those through free agency if you can't pay them all. When you have great coaches, eventually you're going to lose some of those. You can't pay them all. The Arizona Cardinals for a while had a great coach in Todd Bowles, who's now the head coach for the New York Jets. He's gone. Now you have the coach, the linebacker coach from last year, who's the head coach. Now, defensively, I saw some things that I didn't like. Because regardless of who you put in the game, you still have to run the defense. And they run a pretty much vanilla defense the other night in their first preseason game at home that they lost. But it is preseason. I thought that night that game was more so marketing and publicity because you had the first female referee, you had the first female coach, linebacker coach for the Arizona Cardinals. And that was the camera was on, more so on them. The story was somewhat on them. Publicity. But if it works, it works. The Arizona Cardinals... Defensively, you still have to make tackles. You still have to be in position. And here's what I want to see from my, my second and third round guys. Third and fourth, not so much second, but my backup guys. If I have my team set, if I have my team set, I want to find out who's going to come in if worst case happens. Worst case is my quarterback going down. Who's going to come in? I thought Logan did a great job, but... I guess Bruce Aarons want who he wants at quarterback. And, and and there's different ways to motivate guys and, and make them tougher. Sound crazy making a football guy tough. Some of these guys got to be tough because they come from a pampered situation depending on their, their university and colleges. They was always that guy. He was always that guy in high school. So some of them get coached through other players. Like, I really want to talk to you, but I'm going to talk to this player and hope you're listening, knowing that I'm talking to you without calling you out in front of the team. 
that's how coaches lose their job. That's how coaches lose their job. Now, the Arizona Cardinals, I thought Logan did a great job. And the crucial situation is we losing Carson Palmer to an ACL. ACL. We're 9-1. Yeah, it's great. We only won two more games after that. Lost four after that. If you win Arizona Cardinals and Seattle, Seattle would have had to come to Arizona to play. Now, that's an advantage in its own right, but you, you, do have, you are bringing the best defense to your stadium, but you are at home. You don't have to do all the traveling. You don't have to sleep in a foreign place. You are comfortable. So there's an edge right there. You do bring the, you do bring the Seattle Seahawks to your place. And you have to win those football games. A lot of times when I played the Arizona Cardinals, we had pretty good defense. Like, to me, pretty good is a, a real good defense. When I say pretty good, people say, oh, it's all right. Not the defense, but whatever I'm talking about that I say is pretty good. Like a restaurant, food, whatever. We always try to outplay the defense. I remember Baltimore Ravens came in town. We talked about outplaying their defense. If we outplayed the, played their defense, their offense didn't score. I think they... Beat us 6-3 or something like that, 10-6, something. It was a real close game. But we were balling on defense, and we had to because our offense kept turning the ball over. So at some point, you break. That's okay to have a bend defense, but don't break defense. But when you're getting the ball on a 20-yard line and 30-yard line, you're holding teams to field goals, or you're turning the ball back over and giving us your offense, and they do not win, that becomes frustrating in the game. You try not to think about it, but unconsciously, or subconsciously, that, that creeps in. And you got to stay to the ties and the job at hand. So we try to outplay our defense. Now, the Arizona Cardinals, when they were 91 and had to go play Seattle in Seattle, if they would have won that game, the Seattle Seahawks would have had to come because the Arizona Cardinals having a better record in the division or in, also in the conference. They would have had to come to Arizona, and that changed the dynamics. We don't know the outcome. But when you got to travel on a road like that, it, it's, it's a difficult task to get on the plane. Now, this is the job, but you have to get on the plane, go on the road, go across the country, or go up to Seattle, stay in a foreign place, not your bed, not your home, not with your family, not with your fans. Teams that do that the best, not always have the best team, but they, they find a way to win games so they stay at home. That's why these games are important in the early in the year. Now, the Arizona Cardinals... What I saw, running game has to be has to be way better, and way better. I mean, you have to make a a valid effort to run the football. You got to keep teams defensively disciplined. You have to run the football. I didn't see that in the preseason game, but I'm sure there's a lot. There's about three more guys smarter than me, but. I, I think the Arizona Cardinals understand this. We have to run the football. We have to be able to run the football. That keeps the linebackers and what we have. We can't count on those three dynamic receivers we got, possibly four dynamic receivers we have. We can't keep our defense on the field for 90 plays. Not that that's happened a great deal, but you remember defense held their own for a significant amount of time during the regular season last year where they kept the offense, the team in games and they were able to win them out. Explains the nine and one record at, at one point, but in the team concept, everyone has to step up: offense, defense, special teams. When the Arizona Cardinals offensive players go down, it is it is over. 
if you understand the mantra, and it was all across the globe with the Arizona Cardinals, we do this together. When they were losing defensive players, the next guy stepped up, and they were winning football games from the defense standpoint. This is what has to happen. This is what I want to see during the preseason with my backups because it's bigger than just my starters. It's also if a guy comes in, gets hurt, guy come in, well, I, wanna, I don't want that to look like a letdown. I don't want, I don't want teams to say, well, we're going to attack this guy because he's a starter. If you think like a backup, you're going to play like a backup. Teams that compete doing practice for that starting position, and from that's from mini camp to Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is in San Francisco this year, so if you got aspirations and plan on getting there, you have to practice like Super Bowl champions. You have to practice like you, you want that starting job. Again, there's only 10 teams really have a real good chance of getting to the Super Bowl. Just imagine how those other teams feel. Oh, they can say they're rebuilding, but what kind of feeling is that? That's like Coach saying, go out there and do your best, which he has <laughs> He has no hope on you winning. Just go do your best. It might work out. That's a couple of teams like that in this National Football League, at least 15 of them. And depending on how things fall, 10 to 15 of the teams got a chance of winning the Super Bowl. One, I mentioned once you get in the playoff, anything can happen. I saw it. I saw that. Arizona Cardinals, you can't have a situation where you lose your quarterback and it's all downhill. You got to have those quarterbacks prepared. You have to run the football, Arizona Cardinals. And by that, let's say you're getting one, two yards every play. Well, you know what? You better run it 30 times and get one or two yards. That keeps the linebackers for the opponent team's discipline. They can't drop back in the pocket, and now you can't pass the ball, nor can you run the football. You can't become one-dimensional. And if you become one-dimensional, you have to make that team honor what you're trying to do. You have to run the football if you want to win in the National Football League. Simple as that. That's the bottom line to it. And if I was Rick Flair, I'd be saying, Woo! Right now. Arizona Cardinals, you got to show up that tackling. You got to be more technical sound defensively. I know you have a new coach, defensive coordinator, but he's not new. He's just new to the position. He was on your staff last year as a linebacker coach, so he knows his play. And what I don't want to see him do is come out here and try to change everything Todd Bowles did. Let these guys play. You have a veteran group of guys. I know you lost Darnell Dockett to the San Francisco 49ers, which you should have kept him. But you got a great defensive core up there. You have guys on the um, defensive line. You have a set of linebackers that can play. You have some of the best defensive backs in the game. Tyron Matthews, Patrick Peterson, Justin Bethel, who was a two-time Pro Bowler from special teams, but we're looking for him to do some more things at the cornerback position. You have to do these things, Arizona Cardinals, and I'm and I'm hopping on the Arizona Cardinals because I only got one minute uh, left in the show. But I could talk about the St. Louis Rams, who, if they had an offense, would be competing for that one and two spot. You saw what they did. The St. Louis Rams beat the San, uh, Seattle Seahawks, and I could talk about some of them. You know, in fact, I will talk about them tomorrow. I talk about the St. Louis Rams. I talk. About, I finish up on the Arizona Cardinals because I'm always going to talk about the Arizona Cardinals, the Phoenix Suns, the the Mercury, the Diamondbacks, the uh, uh, hockey team. I'm always going to talk about those guys because I'm here in Arizona. Now I talk St. Louis Rams because if you sleeping on the St. Louis Rams, 
you must be in a deep sleep. That's coma-like sleep because once they get that offense together, they finish the season 6-10. and 10. But, but I think they beat the uh, – I want to say they beat the Seattle Seahawks twice. I know they beat them once for sure. But if they had an offense, if they had an offense, my goodness, this changed my prediction altogether. This changed my prediction altogether about the NFC West. It's going to be a lot of San Francisco – Poor San Francisco. He lost 13 players. Jim Harbaugh's gone. He's the your, your, your Vic uh, Fangio. He's he's gone. Jim Harbaugh's at Michigan. His alma mater. He finished eight and eight last year. You finished eight and eight this year. This is a winning season for you. But I will talk a little bit more on that. San Francisco, St. Louis, finish up on some Cardinals. It is making move Monday. It's Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. Unfortunately, I'm out of time. I got to get out of here. It's breakfast time. I'll see you guys and talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.